0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Getting Ahead Podcast, nice to have you here again. Our guest for today's episode is Deidre Shane. he's the founder and CEO of Capture, a software that helps entrepreneurs take the crappiness out of content creation. She's also the creator of Viralocity Marketing, author of The Traffic Formula, and host of The Remarkable Entrepreneur and The Remarkable Entrepreneur's Playbook Podcast. She's a serial entrepreneur, having founded and led seven businesses across five industries in the last nine years, and has navigated the entire spectrum of experiences and emotions that comes with starting, running, and closing businesses. With her hands-on experience in successfully growing her businesses to six and seven figures, she now coaches and works hands-on with entrepreneurs to turn followers into buyers, while only spending two hours a week on social media. You're listening to the Getting Ahead Podcast, where we talk about self-improvement in every aspect of life as we know it, with some of the most interesting people in various industries. Hey everybody, remember this podcast is brought to you by Simblog. You can check our website at www.simblogshare.com for some amazing free and paid resources. We also provide digital marketing services, so contact us and make an appointment with us. Here at Simblog, we help you grow your business online. Welcome to another episode of the Getting Head Podcast, people. Today we have an exciting episode of Forbes, and our guest for today is Deirdre Chen. Welcome to the show, Deirdre.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Simon. Super excited to be here.
0: That's fantastic. So how's the year been treating you so far? One month is gone. How has it been for you?
1: Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it's already February. That is insane. (laughs) Yeah, it has been jam-packed so far, which hopefully means great things for this year. I am excited about this year.
0: Yes, yes, that's, that's a good note uh, from you. And uh, definitely, we're all excited about the year. The month has gone by so fast for, well, some for for some people, it's been slow. But personally, it's been kind of fast for me. Uh, so tell us more about yourself so that the audience can get to know you a bit more.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm the co-founder and CEO of a software platform called Capture. Uh, and Capture, honestly... <laughs> Uh, takes the crappiness, helps entrepreneurs take the crappiness out of content creation. Um, so we essentially, you give it, you feed it your stories, and it turns them into a bank of captions and emails uh, for you. So that's what we are what we do. Uh, and alongside that, we do have other programs as well, where we um, actually teach and um, coach people through not only content creation, but also generating leads and how to Only spend under two hours a week on social media activities. So that's what I'm doing. So right now,
0: that's amazing. Did you just say two hours a week on social media? Yes. So that app is that effective?
1: Uh, Well, not all of it is the app. I mean, a a good a good chunk of it is the app, but um, we also, as part of our program, we do help install. And train and systemize a really cost-effective VA to do all of the heavy lifting. Okay, okay,
0: okay, well, still, it still sounds like an effective uh,
1: yeah. business
0: you're running over there. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So, Thank so you. tell tell us what what uh, what prompted you to come up with this uh, service, if I might call it that.
1: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> gosh, I've had a long. I've I've been in, in entrepreneurship for. Almost the last decade now, and I found that throughout, I've I've always had this love hate relationship with social media. Um, you know, <laughs> I love at the beginning. You know, when I had was working my first business, and it was a brick and mortar business um, back in Sydney in Australia. I um, we actually grew. I would credit a lot of that. To social media and we were fortunate because at that time that was also when instagram was growing so we were really able to ride their wave a little bit like how tiktok is um, right now and you know and then you find like all the algorithm changes and the saturation and you know people you know just social media just became and specifically instagram and facebook just became really not the most fun thing to be doing (laughs) and hence the hate part of the relationship
0: yes yeah, like, um, like being in a rat race
1: yeah exactly and like you're just coming up with content after content and you're spending all this time it's such an energy suck, and for what like for the chance that maybe someone might stumble across your thing um and you, you feel like you're just yelling into this echo chamber a chamber a lot of times so yeah, it's not the most, I'm, you know, if I'm gonna be super honest, it's not the most pleasant thing to be doing. Um and, you know, throughout the years, you know, as as I said, you know, Instagram and Facebook have really taken off and have grown into this, you know, behemoth. And because of that, it's really hard to get the cut through, to have a cut through that you need. Um, the strategies have had to change, the way that we approach social media has had to change. And now it is all about. Showing up as the real you, as the authentic, the authentic you, um, telling your stories, connecting with your audience, and that is not an easy thing to do. Um, It's something that I struggled with. It's something that my clients struggled with. And so I was like, I'm sure that there's a way that we can solve for this. How do we make this a super simple yet effective process? And that's what we did with our software. So that's why our software it takes your stories and turns them into a bank of captions and emails. Um, And honestly, we bolted on the coaching program because we were doing all of the things. Like we had hired a VA. Now we have multiple. um, And we went through the whole process of how do we systemize it um, and optimize it as well. And then also get them into the habit of actually looking at the data and working out what needs to be optimized and where it's, you know, the most effective things to work on. And because I genuinely believe that we cracked the code on that, that's why we were like, we have to share this as well. Um, I literally just spent 20 minutes just then creating all of my content, like, and that's it. That's part of the two hours a week that I spend. Um, It's amazing uh and yeah it is amazing <laughs>
0: yes, it is because uh I personally myself i have that uh like you said called a love hate relationship with social media uh you want to do a lot of things on anything no content create a lot of content posted i hope somebody gets to see then your followership builds up from there if you are into business you ride on that ladder and use it to your advantage but then like you mentioned earlier uh things keep changing the company keeps changing different things then you have to up your game or change so it's really really a relief to hear that a lot of people are going into uh things that will help content creation for social media like captions and all that so how do you how do you uh make sure that you keep abreast with the different uh updates and uh different schemes that come that these uh, platforms come up with like Instagram just came up I think this month with a lot of new updates and different things how do you change it up to keep in touch and uh, make sure that your clients are as well abreast with all these changes?
1: Yeah so honestly um, my VA does that so she keeps on top of all of the changes communicates them to me you know straight away and then we work out together what you know do we need to change our strategy do we need to um, do any do anything test it um we do a lot of testing ourselves so that we can essentially tell our clients okay this is probably the way that we have to be approaching it um but yeah it's very much a team effort and collaborative because um I know that I'm I don't want to like honestly I don't want to be that plugged in
0: (laughs) 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 I, I, can, I can understand. I understand that perfectly. You you want to still have a mind of your own and time for yourself and not being sucked into the whole social media mayhem. And it, it can drive you crazy at times.
1: Exactly. And that's the thing, right, like is that it's important. We all know that it is because now – you know, new clients I get when I ask them "Oh, you know, what was almost your decision making process? They were like, well, I Googled you, you know, Instagram was on the top. I checked you out. I saw, you know, had a look at your content. I liked what I saw, you know, you, your values aligned with mine. So social media is actually really important because that's how you build your credibility. That's how you build your authority. So we, we know this, we know that we have to be part of it, but yeah. OMG, it's such a suck, right? It's yes, it
0: is. It is, so, it is. Yeah. no that's you put it perfectly it, it is it is because uh s- especially when you're not getting close to what you actually want you know it's yes. like when you're putting in so much effort into something and then so little is coming out it's yeah. really frustrating and it's so common on social media you can all of a sudden make a post and it becomes viral and maybe if you're lucky from there it can continue on for you but sometimes after that post wears down the effects wears down as well and then you're back to where you were before um yeah you look through some profiles you see people with maybe less than 200 posts and maybe they have Thousands, tens of thousands, or hundreds of thousands of followers, and you—you you are there plugging in, posting every day, and yet you're struggling to hit five thousand. So yeah. it's yeah, it, it's kind of like a reflection of life. Though I mean, some people put in so much effort and they get lucky. Some people don't put in little effort. But like you mentioned, capture uh, through the emergence of capture and other AI applications that really helped with content creation and like you said it's uh, it's not good for one's mental health to be sucked into social media if there's any app or any tools that one can use to spend less time the lesser the amount of time you spend on social media i think the better for you It's my opinion Mm -hmm. though (laughs) because uh, i've even resorted to reducing notifications on my phone so that at least i can have some some time to <laughs> do the things I want to do and not have so much distraction whenever I open my phones. So okay. yeah, that's great. So Capture, how long has it been around? Well, we actually
1: just launched the software end of last year. So it's still um, a, a little bit of baby. We are beta testing it right now um, with some awesome users, and obviously people who buy into our program or our course get free access to Capture as well. Um, But we have big plans for it this year. Um, We're working with our CTO to really, really put a lot of smarts and, you know, you mentioned AI and machine learning, like we we are going to be building out. It's going to be pretty impressive.
0: fantastic. (laughs) I'm psyched up already. So is it now that you're doing your beta testing, is it uh, globally or just in the U.S.?
1: Uh, so it's right now US and Canada that we have youth okay. on, but yeah, that's not to say that it can't be global for sure.
0: Okay, that's fantastic. Uh, so tell us a bit about more about yourself, how you are able to come up with being an entrepreneur, how you started out, as in what yeah. drove this entrepreneurial spirit in you to go into tech, for example, and uh, other businesses that maybe you've also started and how well mm-hmm. they're doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think I mentioned uh, my first business, which we started almost a decade ago, and that was completely different. That was in hospitality. And by the way, my background is not at all in hospitality. I, you know, studied a law degree. I went into banking and... <laughs> oh,
0: have <you've> been around.
1: <laughs> yeah, completely, completely yeah. Different, uh, different trajectory, I think, that we went on. I, you know, very early on in my corporate career, I think I realised that that wasn't going to be the path me eventually. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I would be, but I definitely knew that I wanted to leave myself open to, you know, things, ideas, thoughts um, that we we might come up with. Uh, So at the time that we started the Chalk Pot, uh, so that's our dessert bar, we, I was, uh, gosh, yeah, I had decided at that time that corporate wasn't for me. My then boyfriend, now husband, he was studying medicine and was miserable he hated it <laughs> we uh we just we just moved out and he started cooking he was really enjoying cooking and especially baking and you know i love my desserts so he would always be perfecting these desserts for me all my favorite desserts uh, and from that, turns I mean, out
0: that good for you turns out well for you <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, we decided to take the plunge, which is so random when I think about it now, because it was just completely, yeah, as I said, completely different to anything that we had known and done. Um, so that was, yeah, that was almost a decade ago. We grew that brand. Now, it wasn't all easy, like it was not easy at all, um, but we did manage to grow it to five locations. Wow. And then... All in Sydney and then in the meantime we also started a burger restaurant and we have two of those locations still running in Sydney and then kind of fast forward um, I I had met uh, probably about four years ago now um, I actually was exploring another idea in fashion technology actually with another co-founder and it was at around about that time like we'd sort of been um, thinking about it and talking about it and, and sort of kind of dabbling in it a little bit in Sydney and it was around that time that we found out so Ash my husband and I found out that one of our employees in our busiest store in the city had actually been stealing from us wow. um, and he'd been stealing like we're talking like hundreds of thousand of dollars it was a lot of money Ooh. yeah and you know it kind of like sometimes it takes something like that to really jolt you out of kind of the every day of your life you know so for us it was really a wake-up call it was an opportunity I guess for us to really think about whether what we were doing or the path that we were on was you know where we wanted to stay and for me personally I'd always wanted to live and work overseas and you know through various conversations with between Ash and myself we were like you know what let's let's just do it that's you know whatever (laughs) you know we'll just make this courageous decision to yeah move to the other side of the world and so I um I was talking to Bonner who's my my co-founder uh in the other in the other business in the fashion technology idea and I was like you know we can make it work you can do southern hemisphere hours I'll do northern hemisphere hours and um etc and uh by the end I was just like you know what do you just want to come as well and she said, yeah, why not? So, you know, I always say that I came to New York City with my husband, my cat and my co-founder in tow. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, so we really hit the ground running um, over here with that this fashion technology idea. We, our hypothesis was that our um, customers would be either college students or young professionals. So we went to Columbia a campus, we went to NYU campus, we went to Wall Street, and we just started talking to women um, and to find out if, you know, they had a problem in that area um, and how big that problem was and if we could solve for it. Um, and through that, it was a really awesome experience, uh, but we actually decided to fail it. Uh, we decided not to go ahead with the idea because while it was a problem, the ways in which people were solving for it were good enough, which meant that it would have, we would have needed a lot of runway in order to change people's behavior around it. So, uh, runway that we didn't have. So we decided to fail it. Uh, at that time, because it was a two sided marketplace, we had been speaking to brands as well. And time and time again, when we were like, what is a big problem that you need help with? Their one thing, which is totally understandable, because I think we all as business owners, as entrepreneurs, go through this, was acquisition, right? They were like, "Help, help us acquire more." So, we actually, from that process, fell into a little bit of agency work. We started working with some of these brands and boutiques, um, you know, around getting them acquiring customers for them. And then, we, you know, we did that for uh, for a time and realized that we didn't really want to scale an agency business. That wasn't really where our heart was, and. That maybe we would, we should actually try helping entrepreneurs on the ground uh, start, you know, and specifically e-commerce business owners with their businesses. So we actually then fell into coaching, um, and then through that process, that was kind of you know with their, you know, because my big approach even for e-commerce business owners is, how can you tell your stories and be authentic and connect with your customers uh, because more and more, you know, the way that social media is now is that that's what people are looking for. That's how you really differentiate yourself in the market. And they were like, all my clients were like, that sounds great, Deidre, but it's really hard. <laughs> you know, you're telling me to tell my stories, but how and, you know, when and all, all of those. So that's kind of from that, those conversations was how show in itself came about. And when we started working on the software and working with our own VAs and going through that systemization process, now we've also changed our offer, our coaching offer. So we don't work with e-commerce business owners. I mean, we do, but not in that way of help up, let let us help you grow your e-commerce business. It's more how can we help you um, get, get known on social media, get leads from social media, but only spend two hours a week. Doing
0: that. Okay. Um, so the focus is social media then.
1: Social media. Yeah, yeah. So we do work with coaches and consultants and service-based um, business owners now as
0: well. Okay. So you 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 so social media, you mean all social media or some specific media? Uh, so
1: yeah, so we focus primarily on Instagram first, um, but we will be broadening that out to TikTok. Um yeah, and, TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> TikTok, yeah. Um and YouTube as well eventually.
0: Okay, that's great. You guys have because for me right now, social media, TikTok is probably leading, especially with the younger generation and all that. And Instagram is good too. YouTube is a great, great uh, platform, search engine. So it's definitely something that everybody wants to be on. So you've done so much. You've in uh, businesses. You've gone into tech. So what would you say are the three? top lessons you've learned from all your years of being an entrepreneur so that you feel have helped you to grow to this point that you're at right now
1: yeah so <laughs> wow gosh um three things okay so i think the first one is if it's easy to say don't don't give up you, you have to be resilient at yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not that easy to do like um and there's there's a few things I think that plays into this. I mean, when I look back at our first business, in a way, it was really hard. It was really, really tough because we had no like we were new to entrepreneurship. We had no idea how to grow a business. We launched it in the traditional sense of, you know, build it and they will come, yeah. which did not happen. <laughs> that, that never happened. Um, but I would say like the the good thing about like I would never actually recommend to anyone to start a business a brick and mortar business as their first business but in saying that i also know that it was a blessing in disguise for me because it forced us it forced us to be resilient like we just we had to because we had a three-year lease that we'd signed up to we had debt from the fit out that we had to pay off no matter what we had supplies and wages to pay from day one like we had no choice but to make it work and so i think that's the thing it's like you know Resiliency only really comes when people are not just passionate about it, but they actually believe in what it is they're doing. And it's totally okay if you don't or you haven't found something. Like entrepreneurship isn't for everyone too. So I think that's the thing. It's like know when to quit, um, but also know when to persevere. And usually you know when to persevere when you really believe in what it is that you're doing and the impact that you can have on the world so that would probably be the first thing um that i would say do you have you do you resonate with any of that simon
0: yes exactly because uh it's it's, like you said it's easy to say don't give up don't give up but when you start facing this uh uh, tough decisions to make tough situations pressure Mm -hmm. bills to pay wages to pay. Uh, family and close uh, close friends telling you when are you going to give up this thing is not panning out <laughs> yeah. uh, you know all those things and then it, sometimes even when you know deep down in your gut that this thing will work out it's it, it might not always work out the way you want it but it's, it's always good enough for you to know when to change strategy or maybe change direction so y- you may not quit entirely, but you may have to rethink your strategy and the direction in which you're going in order for you to grow or maybe achieve that the main goal that you're after. So I totally resonate with what you just said. And uh, I think uh, it's one of the challenges of being an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the first thing. I'd say the second thing is um, to really like be be authentic. <laughs> like, I, mean, I talk about storytelling all the time and obviously I've built a whole software around storytelling. So, you know, it's probably going to be no surprise, but you know, I, what I mentioned before, which is that, you know, I get asked a lot, you know, what, what, like what differentiates, you know, how can I differentiate myself from my competitors? You know, I, I, I run an online boutique, you know, how, how is that different to other online boutiques and et cetera. And that's, you know, to, to a point that is true, But the one thing that I always come back to is that there is only ever one of you. There's only ever one of you with your experiences and your journey and your stories and your perspective. And so if you're looking for a differentiating factor, I mean, you already have it, you already have it. So share that. Um, And so that would be my second thing is share openly, authentically your, you know, you, your journey, your stories. Um, I'm very open with my community that I'm like, I don't have the answers. I'm going through the same things as an entrepreneur, because it's cyclical, right? Like the ups and downs. I go through them just like my clients do and my audience does. And I'm I'm open about that because I would prefer that we go on the journey together than for me to sit on top of the, the mountain and be like, oh, look at me, I've got it all figured out and uh-huh. come up. <laughs> <Just a lot. laughs>
0: yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs>
1: So, um, so that would be my second thing. Yes, tell your stories, like start sharing openly and authentically with your audience. Um, and then my third thing is like, is all around, I mean, it's kind of, I want to share, I'd love to share more than three, but like, it's like fo- focus and systemization kind of together. Um, focus being like, I know as entrepreneurs, we have shiny object syndrome to the max, like, yeah. I don't know about you, Simon, but I every new thing that pops up, I'm like, "Ooh, NFTs! Let me look into that." <laughs> you
0: on know, like, my mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? Like it's, it, we can't help it. That's just that's the the beauty about being an entrepreneur is that we are just always so curious about everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't ever want to feel ashamed of it or to shame my clients or anything like that. Um, because we should be able to have an outlet. We should be able to explore that. But at the same time, I think we need to balance it out by focusing on, because if you don't focus on the thing you're trying to grow, like, how are you ever going to grow it? Exactly. Um, yeah, so, you know, but but the reason why I say you want to um, systemize it is because what I found is I can explore my shiny object syndrome because everything in my business is systemized. You know, I talk about only spending two hours a week on social media. Like, can you imagine if I was spending, you know, an, like, like the average business owner spends, you know, 17, 20 hours a week on yeah. social media if they're doing it right. And imagine if I was doing, like, I wouldn't, like, foc- I mean, I could focus, but then everything else goes out the window. Yeah. And so for me, the fact that I could systemize it, scale that all the way back to two hours means that I have, gosh, 15 to 18 plus hours a week to explore other and be things. creative with all these other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And that would definitely help you with keep the balance.
1: Yes. Required. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if, if I could share, you know, three things, that, that would be what I, I, would, I would share for sure. That's
0: fantastic. Uh, like you said, I love the way you shared those uh, those insights and uh, shows truly that you love sharing your stories and being authentic as well. That's that's really great. So now, top show. What would be? What would I say? What's your vision for Capture? What What do you want to achieve? What do you want to do for your clients or those people that want to use Capture? If if, if, that's, if I could put it that way. Yeah.
1: Um. So I know that. Uh. You know. Right now we kind of um leverage. You know. It's kind of a mix of systems and tools and stuff to help make our clients' lives easier you know, to only be spending two hours a week on social media. So I would eventually like to be able to automate a lot of that, a lot of that work. Um, Not not to say that a VA can't because what we're finding more and more is that our VAs are lifting, right? So the more that you can automate under them, the more that they can lift and do even more important work and, you know, all of that. So we want to be able to eventually be a content creation machine that stems from your from you and your stories and your perspectives um, there are other ai software out there but you you put in a keyword and they kind of just go out to the universe and bring back whatever they find around that keyword um, that's great super helpful great starting point but i fundamentally believe that our our stories and our content
0: should come from, from who you. we are. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And
1: that's what we want to capture around.
0: Yeah. The, the thing with AI, like, uh, Java, Jarvis and all the, and the rest, even if you put in a keyword and the content comes back if you have been into digital marketing for a while you would still know that you need to fine tune it a bit to <laughs> to yeah. to to say let it be something that you let let it be your own language to say okay if people read it and say okay i can relate with this this is something that uh we can say or how did we can say something or post the content so the human touch or factor cannot be 100 eliminated and uh, it's fantastic that you're trying to come from the other way, as in from within the creator and out to, to the public or to the internet, or whatever you like to call it. Unlike yeah. most other AIs that come from the internet records back yeah. to you, the creator, and then you now make some edits and touch up on some things. It's fantastic. Yeah. So being in a new country for how long now?
1: Uh, it's two and a half years now.
0: Oh so what would you say is uh let me say some of the major challenges of going into a new country and having to start off almost from scratch again what was, <laughs> what would you that say?
1: was yeah I, I yeah that was definitely a major challenge for us we knew literally no one no one i i knew one. i kind of didn't. i didn't even really know him um i was introduced to him through a mutual acquaintance um from my um old work workplace, my old corporate job. Uh, that was it. That was the only person that we knew. Um, but you know what? It's been incredibly rewarding to look back and go, we've been able to even still despite all of that, we've been able to build connections, we've been able to build a network and make it work for us in a new country, knowing no one. Like it's it's been incredible. Um, so, you know, in terms of how how we even did that, I actually found the best way is, and I know that not everyone can you know, necessarily afford to do this, but I actually bought my way in, in a way, like I invested in coaching programs and masterminds and places where I could be around other like-minded entrepreneurs, um, people who might be able to open other, other new doors, um, create these relationships. And now I'm like, I have amazing relationships with a lot of amazing entrepreneurs that I never would have dreamed that I would could have so it's it's actually by being hindered you know I, I mean I'll call it hindered but you know it was actually again a, a, a blessing in disguise because it forced us out of our comfort zone
0: that's fantastic I like that in, challenges will also will always bring out the best in, in everybody yeah. Yeah. so yeah. that's been fantastic so far and uh to tell you if uh, I hope and I, oh, I wish you the best with Capture and I hope uh, it, go, it does go global because I find it to be very exciting that uh, well, at least something that's starting from more like a smaller base than some of the big uh, companies but still showing that uh, interest in personal stories from content creators and trying to help build businesses across all social, major social media platforms. I think it's very interesting and uh, Definitely, I would even like to sign up if it was global. But I'm sure that uh, when it gets to that point, I will definitely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Love, yeah, would love that, Simon. <laughs> yeah.
0: So tell us what does getting ahead means to you? What do you think?
1: Um. Yeah. This is this is a really that's a really interesting question because you know I think the old me would have definitely been very black and white about it. Um, yeah. but the new me who has gone through quite a lot and have, you know, worked on myself quite a bit. I just, I think getting ahead is something that we can do each and every day. Um, it's something for me is like, if I can be a better person or try to be a better person the next day, like that is already getting ahead. Um, if I can, cause you know, one of the, the quotes actually that I'm kind of, you know, it's, I've been kind of trying to live by now is a quote by James Clear, which is, you know, every action we take is a vote for the person we want to become. And I a hundred percent believe in that. Like every action that we take means something. Um, it means something to the that version of ourselves that we want to become. So that's, that's long story short. That's my, my, you know, what I, how I see getting ahead is how do I just become a better person?
0: I love that quote by the way. So yeah, I think it's great. It's, a great. it's a great principle to live your life. With. So uh, now, what person would you say you would have loved to be, to meet, living or dead, and why?
1: Oh, um, I actually, I actually really would love to meet in person, Brene um, Brown. Actually, um, she's had a huge impact on my life. Like, really, actually got me on started on becoming this more whole person um a lot more self-aware of of definitely who i am and and my stories and and everything that comes with it um and she's just super sounds super fun super funny so i think she's the person that i would probably really like to meet
0: fantastic that's great so one last question if you had the opportunity or power to change three things in this world what would they be
1: Oh wow. That's a big one. Um
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> gosh, I I don't hmm. Yeah, what would I change? I mean, I don't I think that my difficulty with this question in particular is because I know that there's always a balance in in everything. I know that there's always a a um a consequence for everything. So while I would love to say things like let's end world famine and let's and you know um like let's do good things for the climate and let's you know like i would there's a part of me that's like oh but then but then there's going to be something else that comes off the back of that that's going to also you know there's going to be a consequence for that so yeah i actually really struggle with these questions i I don't know if (laughs) if there's any particular thing at this moment in time that I would want to change for the world in terms of like okay, then
0: what about your personal life um, there...
1: what, I, Yeah, I was going to say what like one thing that I did want like one thing is again coming back to storytelling it's like if we can all I think the world would be a much better place if we could all be more open um more authentic more real um I do actually think that that would be make great strides in the world becoming a better place.
0: Um, so yeah. We that, yeah do- that, that would be, that would be that's a good. good. Uh, although some people argue and say, just like you said, balance. Uh, yeah. Opens, uh, you, you may not like what you hear. I'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <Some other people. laughs> and it may end up causing more problems. But your, your, mm-hmm. I, I love your response to saying that uh, there's always a balance to, if you yes. checkmate this, something else will always come out the other end so it's more like a cycle not really straight lines so uh yeah i understand i I think that's one of the most interesting responses i've gotten to that question on this show uh nonetheless i I think i find it very interesting so yeah it's been wonderful so tell the audience how they can follow your work reach you or get in touch with you
1: yeah, for sure. So I am available on all of the socials. Um, you can find me with my full name. So that's Deidre Shen, D E I R D R E T S H I E N. So yeah, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, etc. Um, and if you want to, I'm actually holding a free four day boot camp. Um, and so if you want to get in on that, that's, that will actually go through the exact strategy to how you can um, get known on social media, get leads all in under two hours a week. Um, and that is at capshowunlocked.com slash scale. So C-A-P-S-H-O unlocked, all one word, dot com slash scale.
0: That's fantastic. It's been great, Deirdre, And I hope uh, you can come back on the show again sometime soon. And all the best with Capture. Uh, thank you take care thanks for listening to this episode of getting ahead if you liked it please subscribe like and share check out the show notes for my social media links and contact information i'd love to hear from you till the next episode do take care